What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the Launch Into Freedom podcast, the show for health and wellness coaches who want to create attention for their business and lasting freedom in the process. I'm your host, Michael Hoffman, and this is part two of my big paid ads launch pad coaching program launch review. In episode 17, I shared with you what the whole launch process was about, how I launched it, and some of the results that I got or that I didn't get during the launch period opening up a little bit about why it is important to share your mess and turn it into your message because a lot of people can actually benefit from it. Today's episode is really about the what worked well, what didn't work well, and all the takeaways that I got from this launch because this is not something that you do one time and then you give up on it. You actually do it over and over and over again and optimize it over time. So I have a lot of takeaways from this launch that I will implement in the future. And I'm going to share this with you today. So grab a pen and paper, take notes, and let's roll the intro and then dive right in. You sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six-figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets? In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and day will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention who wins the game online. We are the ages of change who learn to proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman and you're listening to Launch Into Freedom. So what did I learn from this launch? We went through the numbers and the way I want to look at it is what worked well, because we always, we can always pull something positive out of Every project that we do, no matter if it was a fail or if it was a success, there's always something that worked better than expected and probably a lot of things that worked worse than expected. So I want to look at it, what worked well, then I want to look at what didn't work so well, and then also what I would do differently next time or what I will do differently next time. Let's start with the positive, right? And even though... I mentioned it before that my Facebook ads didn't work at all. Again, we had a cost per lead only with our Facebook ads of over $40. If you are familiar with Facebook ads, you know that the CPM is a number of how expensive it is to actually reach a certain amount of people. So CPM stands for cost per thousand impressions. And a normal CPM, depending on your audience, depending on the country you're living in or that you're targeting, is around like 30 to $50, 50 on the higher side, 20 to 30 on the lower side. The CPM for my campaign, no matter what I tried, was over $100, which honestly, I've never seen. We're still troubleshooting what went wrong there, why Facebook punished me with that high of a CPM. But if it costs you that much to reach a certain amount of people, then your cost per lead, your cost per click automatically goes up, right? If you you could have an amazing click-through rate of 5% and your cost per click is still incredibly high simply because it costs you so much to reach these people alone. 
again, those ads didn't really work very well. And I'm also gonna touch on that in the what didn't work well part, but the word of mouth part actually worked really well. So the four students that worked with me in the beta group or the test group actually have a huge network of other health and wellness coaches. And they were so nice um, after we've wrapped up our coaching program, we wrapped up our six weeks, they actually shared my training series and the opt-in page with their network. And that just shows the value of your students. They shared it. I got 40 new signups through just the word of mouth. If that wouldn't have happened, I would have ended up with 20 people in my group, which is not a lot. And it just shows that you should take care of your students as well. A lot of times when you purchase an online course or sign up for a coaching program, the person selling is actually done after the sale is done, right? The process of work doesn't end with the sale. So if you get people into your courses, in your coaching programs, it's probably easier because you still have that personal connection with them. And you can take care of good customer service yourself in a way by providing a great program. But if you have a do-it-yourself course, right? If you have a course that people go through on their own, it is really easy to just abandon them a little bit, right? They sign up, they go through the course by themselves, and all you have to do is provide them with a customer support that replies to their emails. And I don't think that is a good way to approach things. I think that we still have to care about our students and value them and just over deliver even after they gave us the money and they pulled out their wallets and paid for the online course. And it pays off, right? If your students have a great experience with you in your course, in your coaching program, they will turn into free marketing team for you. They will be your sales force. They will recommend your course. They will recommend your coaching program. They will rave about you in other Facebook groups when people in their niche asks, okay, who are you recommending for this and this issue? They will actually put your links in there. They will recommend your podcast. They will give out your contact information so people can reach out to you. So that was number one. Uh, make sure that you actually take care of your students because they have a huge value even after the sale is done. The second thing that worked really well in this launch was actually the concept of a pop-up Facebook group and a live training series to build connection and engagement with your audience. A lot of times we launch with a webinar, right, where we just have a 90-minute window, we um, teach a little bit, we pitch people, and then we disappear. I have a really hard time buying stuff from webinars simply because I can't build as much connection with people as I would want to, to actually make that buying decision. It is different when this webinar is by a person you're actually following on social media for a while, you maybe listen to their podcast, you follow their YouTube videos. But for me, I knew that I don't have a large social media following. I don't have those raving fans yet. My podcast was very small back then. So I decided to do a live training series to be in front of my ideal clients, my ideal customers who sign up for this training series every single day and provide value every single day to actually build that connection and build a relationship with them and that way overcome that first hurdle, right? Where 
people say, okay, I don't know this person. I'm not going to buy from this person. If you listened to last episode, you probably know that it didn't work out that well for me. But also I felt that there was a good energy in this Facebook group. There was a lot of interaction. There was a lot of engagement. People were actually showing up for the live videos and appreciated that I provided so much value. So I think the concept of running a pop-up Facebook group for your launch and doing live trainings in there is very valuable. And I will definitely do that again in the future. And then the last thing that really stood out and that is a takeaway that really worked well was that people appreciate you putting in the grunt work. So for me, it was easier because the number of people in my Facebook group was fairly small. It was 55 people. So it was easier for me to do that. But two days before card closed, I actually went through my Facebook group and picked the 15 to 20 most engaged people throughout the week. Facebook and Facebook groups actually gives you stats on who commented the most, who liked the most, who posted the most content. So I was picking out the 15 to 20 most engaged students in this uh, Facebook pop-up group. And I sat down and I actually recorded a personalized video message, thanking them, asking them if they had a chance to check out my offer and offering them a yeah, direct line to myself. They could send me an email, they could uh, send me a DM, they could book a call, they could jump on a call with me and ask their questions regarding the program, regarding the live training series. And I just held my phone into my face, spoke into the camera, sent it via Facebook Messenger. And although not a lot of people actually saw those videos, and that is a problem that I will fix next time, that probably most of my messages ended up in the requests folder of people because I wasn't friends with them. But the people who actually saw the video really appreciated that personalized approach and me putting in the work to send them personalized messages and actually caring about them and building connection with them. It didn't pay off in the long run, but I think it will be an asset in the future. And it will also help building and intensifying that connection and relationship with those people who were in the Facebook group in the future, right? Like they are all on my email list right now. They may, they're maybe listening to the podcast right now. And I think that was a good starting point of just building connection and relationship because that's what it's all about right now. Uh, I could just hire a salesperson and pay them a huge commission to just sell people. But that way I'm not building connection. That way I'm not actually getting close to people and impacting their lives. And that's what I want to do with my coaching programs. Now, let's look at the things that didn't really work that well. And one thing that I already touched on earlier were my Facebook ads. So again, we paid $40.15 per lead per sign up for the live training series. We had a cost per thousand impressions of $120. I think the highest we had was $160. And I turned them off fairly early to just limit damage. So the plan was to spend $1,600 on Facebook ads to get people into the live training series. We turned those ads off after seven days and $850 ad spend just to limit damage because there was just no way for us to fix this, to get this campaign up and running and to kind of like lower our cost per lead. We could have spent more money, we could have tested more, but I think at that point, it was, for me, more important to get people into the group 
maybe organically finding other ways to get people in the in into the launch then testing more with those facebook ads i will have time with for that with other projects with other lead magnets to see what is actually wrong either if it's an account issue or maybe the campaign was the issue but facebook ads were definitely something that did not work at all and that was probably the biggest disappointment of this whole launch then also something that i touched on earlier is that my email list wasn't really responsive to my invites to the live training so my email list is fairly small i talked about it i have i think a little bit over 300 people now on the list i knew that i had some issues with emails being delivered to inboxes we made some technical adjustments in the back end so i hope that will be fixed or that will improve over time and also what we realized is that a lot of the people that are on my email list are probably not my ideal client a lot of those people on those lists are health and wellness experts who mostly work offline and they were probably not really interested in learning how to do facebook ads so my email list was a big issue also working on strategies right now to actually only attract my ideal clients to my email list that's what i teach with facebook ads that's what i teach my students to do because you don't want to waste money on people that don't end up buying from you right you don't want those on your list and that is something a big learning that we actually took away from this launch then also again we had a fairly small sample size for that launch um Again, 55 people in the Facebook group and 65 people in the launch list is not a lot of people. We also only had 41 people actually visiting the sales page for the coaching program. 10 of them actually clicked through to the order form, which is a fairly high click-through rate for a sales page. But again, it's all a numbers game. And if the numbers you put in in the front are not enough, then you won't get anything out at the bottom. That's just how it is. We had a fairly small sample size there. And also one thing that I have to admit and that I will put definitely more effort in in future launches is my sales page. The original thought was that I launched this whole coaching program without a sales page. I pitched my coaching program inside of the live training series and then sell people inside of my DMs. But the day before I actually wanted to pitch my po coaching program, I realized that I also planned on sending emails to my email list. So the problem is people on my email list weren't in the live training series. So they had no idea what the paid ads launchpad was, what it includes. They had, they had no idea about anything that was going on in the pop-up Facebook group the week before. So I needed something to send them to, right? I can't just send an email and say, hey, here, reply to my email, and then I'll send you a link to buy. That probably wouldn't work so i sat down on wednesday night worked till one or two in the morning to set up the sales page and i'm not a professional funnel designer i'm not a graphic designer by any means if you ever wrote or built a sales page you know that writing sales copy is a long process and not a six hour process so the sales page was definitely a massive area of improvement and that is also something that we're going to tackle in the very near future to just improve the overall look and the feel and the sales copy and the messaging on the sales page. With that being said, with talking about what worked well, what didn't work so well, let's talk about what I would do differently next time. So we put everything together to actually optimize the launch and hopefully next time 
have people sign up for my paid ads launchpad, right? That's that's the goal. And the first thing that I really learned in this launch and that I also will hopefully hit home with this episode is don't put all of your eggs in one basket. I relied way too much on Facebook ads. The only real traffic source that I had for my launch were Facebook ads. And I was lucky that I had students who did the word of mouth promo for me. But we all need to build an organic presence out there. We need to build our email lists. We need to be present on social media platforms. We need to learn how to generate traffic from different sources and not just Facebook ads. Also, talking about Facebook ads, I want to give them another try. But again, we need different traffic sources to actually generate more volume inside of our launches. Because again, it's a numbers game. It's a volume game. The more people you have in your launch, the more sales you will have in the end. And with that comes also building my email list, as I just mentioned, with only people that I want in my launch. The big learning is that probably people on my email list are not the people that are interested in what I have to offer. So if you are a health and wellness coach, you can join my email list at magnet.launchintofreedom.co and you'll get my magnetic Facebook ads template as a little welcome present. Also, another takeaway is that I need to be more clear in the messaging early on who this launch and who this training series and who this coaching program is actually for. From the feedback that I got from people that actually were inside of the pop-up Facebook group, I got that I was dealing with a lot of beginners when it comes to Facebook ads and people that were still figuring out how they want to structure their business, what lead magnets they want to put out there, what their offer should look like. So they were not at a point to run Facebook ads just yet. They were interested in learning about Facebook ads but they were not at a point to invest into a coaching program at this time. And obviously, as I just mentioned, I want to put more effort into the sales page and also the post pitch funnel in general, right? I could do way more on social media with my email list and all those other traffic sources that I just touched on. I think my post pitch process has a lot of area for improvement. Last but not least, a big takeaway for myself mainly because it really got very long, is that I want to shorten the launch period. So as I mentioned before, the launch period basically lasted from April 24th, when we opened the Facebook group, to May 4th, which is a solid 10 days, 11 days. And that was just too long for me. I think also for a lot of the students inside of the pop-up Facebook group, the five days of training in a row got very exhausting. A lot of people actually messaged me after the launch that they didn't get a chance to watch all the videos. So it was a lot of content. We had three pre-training videos, we had five training videos, and we had a live bonus Q&A. So the goal is to actually cut the launch period to seven days, and we're only going to do three days of live training, a day of Q&A, and then three more days of card open period. And that's what I would do. Launching isn't as easy as just dropping a product in front of people and they will buy it automatically. I think that was the very first episode that I recorded off this podcast, launch and they will buy, doesn't work anymore. And I just experienced it myself. For the longest time, I didn't want to launch. I mentioned that in the last episode. Because launching is hard. 
especially in the beginning when you don't have a product yet, when you do it for the first time. But it's also really rewarding. I didn't feel comfortable doing this. I didn't feel comfortable going live every day after an eight-hour workday. I didn't feel comfortable at all pitching my offer to these people. I was shaking on my whole body while I did that. But now that I stepped out of my comfort zone, it doesn't feel weird anymore. I think Will Smith said it once on a talk show that the worst moment when you go skydiving is when you stand at the edge of the plane right before you jump out. As soon as you jump out and as soon as you're flying, it feels great. And I think it's a very similar way of thinking when it comes to launching. Now that that is out of the way, now that I jumped out of the plane and launched for the first time, it will feel way better the next time. I could do it again right now. It feels like that. I would be ready to do the whole training series again. I know that this is not the right way to do it, but just mentally, emotionally, I would be there. I hope these last two episodes didn't scare you away too much from launching your own offer. I know that my results weren't the greatest, but I also got a lot of great takeaways. I hope you got tons of value out of it and maybe even learn from my mistakes that I made so you have a successful launch yourself in the future. Now, if you enjoyed this style of episode, me opening up a bit more and being more vulnerable and sharing some of the behind the scenes of my business, and overall being more real, because I feel like that's what we're missing a lot of times when we're out there on social media and listening to podcasts. Please let me know. The best way to do this is just take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and just post it in your Instagram stories or wherever you post your content and tag me in there. I'm the Michael Hoffman with two N on Instagram. And I would love to see what you think about this podcast and this episode in particular. And one last thing. I really appreciate you taking the time today again to tune in. And you're really the reason why I'm doing this here to help you guys remove the stress and the frustration from topics like launching and Facebook ads and online marketing in general. And to read from so many of you that the strategies that I share here are working for you makes me just really, really happy. So if you haven't left a rating and a review, on Apple Podcasts, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, search for Launch Into Freedom and share your thoughts and maybe even the wins you got from listening to this show. All right, my friend, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode. To your success. Bye. All right, all right, all right. Thanks so much for listening in on this week's episode of the Launch Into Freedom podcast. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you a health, wellness, or fitness expert who uses Facebook and Instagram ads to promote your offer? And are you sometimes struggling with low click-through rates and inconsistent results? Then you will love this brand new training I just released for free. It's called the Magnetic Facebook Ads Blueprint. And in there, I will show you the seven steps we use in our agency, but also for our clients and students to create highly clickable Facebook and Instagram ads copy and creatives that not only draw in your ideal customer, but actually convert them into leads and sales. Just go to launchintofreedom.co and get free access to the training. That is launchintofreedom.co for your free magnetic Facebook ads blueprint.